Can you imagine working at your local grocery store in the meat department? You show up for work 30 minutes before your shift starts. You're friendly with the customers. All the meats are perfectly displayed, continuously restocking and cutting meat throughout the day. Toward the end of your shift, you run out of hamburger, and three people at the counter want burgers for a cookout. You try to explain, but the customers aren't happy. They begin to yell and complain. You're terrible. You ran out of hamburger on purpose. You ruined my cookout. It doesn't end there. One of the customers follows you to the parking lot and physically assaults you. Police are called all over hamburger. Now imagine that same meat department employee is a high school baseball umpire. The hamburger is a call during the game and the customers are the fans. How long would you last if that happened to you? I use baseball officials as an example, but all high school sports are experiencing significant decreases in officials. In this episode, I discuss the shortage of high school officials, fans, and umpire interactions, and possible solutions with Ohio High School Athletic Association Director of Officiating Development, Dan McGinnis, next on the Athlete One Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. Veteran high school baseball coach Ken Carpenter takes you into life's classroom as experienced through sports. Go behind the scenes with athletes and coaches as they share great stories, life lessons, and ways to impact others. This episode of the Athlete One Podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals. They're improving programs one facility at a time. They specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball, including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, screens, ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen turf, turf protectors, and dugout benches. The netting pros work with football, soccer, and lacrosse, and golf courses. The netting professionals continue to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields and facilities throughout the country. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or you can check them out at nettingpros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Now to my interview with Ohio High School Athletic Association Director of Officiating Development for Baseball, Dan McGinnis. Being the Director of Officiating for the state of Ohio, what's the biggest challenge that's going to impact high school baseball in Ohio and probably nationwide going into next season? Well, it's nothing new. It's been hitting the press a lot. It is about the lack of officials. Uh, I guess really it comes down to lack of new officials. When you start looking at, at numbers, Ken, uh, in the last 11 years, baseball in Ohio, we've, we're down 30% of officials. Just here in central Ohio, just I was the president of Central Ohio Umpires back in about 2004. 
I was hoping we'd hit 400 officials, 400 baseball umpires, being one of the largest in the state. Last year, or this this year, I guess, uh, 2022, I think they said we're at 220. So you're looking at that number, in, in the same time frame, we've added uh, at least four high schools. Now, we also, how many middle schools are added to that uh, also? So you're seeing increase in number of schools and a decrease in number of officials. Uh, we're getting older. Uh, I told the, the story, and it, it's kind of sad. That I was in a meeting earlier this year where there's about 15 of us in the meeting. I got done presenting. We started talking, and I found out I was the youngest one in the room. I'm 67. So when you start looking at that, it, it, it's, it's a scary number right now. I mean, all sports are down across the board. Uh, we've added, since 2010, 2011, we added two sports, and we're still down 20% from 2010, 2011. And we added, like I said, two sports. So the numbers are not looking good. And that basically the main ones, uh, baseball, we're down 30%. Softball's 38. Football's 20. Uh, soccer's 14. Those are all negative, down. And there's been schools that have been added. So it, we're in a dire situation right now with regards to the number of officials out there. What do you think the top three reasons are for why officials are, are walking away? Well, when somebody leaves baseball, I try to find out who it is, and I will give them a call and find out you know why. Is there something we haven't done? Vast majority. The last time I did a number, it was 80%. So now all I do is vast majority. It's because of the outside the confines of the field. And what I mean by that is basically parents and fans. Uh, we just had a guy in Pennsylvania, an 80-year-old, got his jaw broken after a, at a 14-year-old travel baseball game. Uh, the high school, we're, we're doing all right because we do have a, uh, a stick. An ejection for a coach, uh, we can handle that. The parents, however, it, it's another story. Uh, it's just gotten way out of hand. They, they'll say, you're costing my son a college scholarship. Now, as long as he's getting a 3-8 and above, he can get a college, college scholarship. If he's not getting a 3-8 and above, he better be doggone good because there aren't any out there. Uh, parents need to understand that because both my kids played college ball, Division Two and Division Three, both had academic, and we still got to pay between thirty and fifty thousand dollars a year to go watch them play baseball, and that's with the scholarship. So, guys, kids, understand: just because you're going to college, it's not free in baseball or softball. Maybe you got it in football, but Division Two is limited, and Division Three, only thing you can get is academic. What can schools or coaches do to help with the? fan behavior is there or is there even an answer number one by rule uh, if you're part of ohio high school you have to have a game administrator at the game and typically if you go to a football game you got who the athletic director basketball athletic director those are late games there's only one thing going on when you do baseball you got baseball softball a lot of times there'll be a, a lacrosse game going on you also have track and field so you have all these things going on and in baseball and softball, the game administrator many times is the head coach. Well, 
he's having to, to coach his team and then also now also have to look at the fans uh, and, it, and marshal them. And it's, it's almost impossible for him. I mean, they're, they're in a tough situation, but they're the only tool we as an official have uh, to get control of it. Uh, there's been a lot of objections this year of fans around the state, partly because I told the guys to start taking care of their own business. Because if we don't, the next guy, the next umpire may be a second or third year guy, and I just quit. I had four guys quit in a matter of one week. They just said, I've had enough. I quit in high school baseball. So that's two more games a day you can't cover. Uh, but I guess that's You ask about three things. The other one, number one, is the cost of entry. In baseball, there is a, a big cost. Ohio High School now is implemented for all sports online classes. We used to, like here in Central Ohio, we would charge $130, $140 for somebody to take a class. That would get you the, the classwork, uh, the testing, but then also give you 15 hours, we'll say, of in-person instruction on-field instruction. Uh, Ohio High School now, we can you can do everything online and the cost is $70. So basically they, they've cut the cost of getting your license in half. The part that the kids that take those classes and people take the classes need to understand is they then need to get the on-field practice in person with people either in an association or an umpire, you know, either that or you're gonna get killed. Uh, in a meeting recently, I said, you know, there's contact sports. And everybody looked at me crazy. Baseball, softball, football, basketball, lacrosse, soccer. You as an official are out there in the middle of the field. And if you don't know what you're going to be, if you're what you're doing, you're going to get run over. At best, uh, I've had guys actually carried off fields with uh, getting run into or get hit with a baseball. Uh, those are the things that you gotta you got to learn from uh, in-person you just can't learn that on a, on a computer. So that's the thing that we were looking at doing. And the other thing is, yep. I mean, it'd be like taking driver's ed and saying you don't need to have in-car driving. Now go ahead. You, you, you now is a driver. You got your license. You put them out on 270 here in Columbus during rush hour and say, well, you're a driver. And God help us. Because the kids deserve, they deserve the best we got. And the best I got now is different than it was 25 years ago, but I'm going to give you, from hell or high water, the best I have. The problem I'm having is if you're not properly trained, we're not giving the kids the best we got. And that, that's the training aspect of the in-person. I mean, the first time you see a 90-mile-an-hour fastball coming at you and you sit there and you smile at it, you're now an umpire. But typically what kids are doing, they drop, they duck, or they turn their head. That's the worst thing you can do as an official. Uh, those are things I always tell the story on myself, my kids. I'd sit on a bucket, the chest protector on, mask, and, of course, other protective gear, and have my kids actually throw baseballs at my face. That was to keep me from blinking when the ball's coming at me or turning my head. So the little tricks you learn from the major league guys that uh, really can help out. And the other thing, you said the third one, is, is pay. Uh, We've gotten a slight uh, bump this year, but around the state, it's varying. Is yeah, the compensation that uh, we get as officials, uh, it has gone up a little bit. 
the cost of gasoline now. Uh, I mean, I helped a signer out this year. I took some gains. It was an hour drive one way. And an hour drive back, the bus was late. I left at three, got home at quarter to 10 for $60. So when you start doing that on a per hour basis, it's, it's not much. I'd do it again if I had to, if they really need me, but fiscally, I can't do that. Uh, and we can't ask younger officials to do the same thing, especially when you're talking to get in, in the baseball, softball, 350 to say $500 just for your gear before you walk out on that diamond. And uh, so you know, the entry cost is very, very high. Well, in your role as a director for the whole state of Ohio, he, I'm sure you're hearing everything that all the umpires are having to deal with across the straight the state. What are some examples of officials and what they've had to deal with just in this past season? Well, one thing I'd like to explain to all your listeners is, and I say this to a coach, and I said it to your head coach on more than one occasion, is your opinion really doesn't matter. It's my job to make the call. My job is to get it right. I'm trying to get it right. And uh, I'm not trying to homer you. I'm tired of hearing that stuff. Uh, but the objective is to get the call right. But they sit there and scream, scream at you that, you know, you blew the call, blah, 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 blah. And after a while, it gets really, really old. And the things that we've run into in the state, uh, I've had guys chased out to their cars. Uh, we've had an instance where the police were called to help to get the umpire by the visiting team to help to get the umpires off the field, got them off the field. The truck pulls up in front of them and starts screaming and saying, I basically know where you live. Unfortunately, the police were there and took their names and everything else. But that that's probably one of the worst uh, we have in high school. It's just a continuation of the cursing, uh, a lot of times it's between fans uh, against the other fans. I've had a few of those, and as an official, you're stuck in the middle. I mean, what do you do? Uh, we had them actually call the game, and just in the game at that point, suspended the game, and they, had, they ended up playing the game with no fans to finish it up. It was getting that bad uh, in, in the stands. Well, the thing is, baseball, softball, when we finish a game, we get to walk through what I call the gauntlet. You always want to go out the winning side. Why? They're usually in a little bit better attitude. That's not always the case. And as officials, we, we talk. People don't see us talking out there during the whole game with our, with our hands and signals and stuff. And one of them is which side we're going out. And I have actually, in, in some instances, gone out the losing side because the winning side was just a little bit, uh, I didn't feel like walking through one because uh, you're walking out there with your partner and we've had guys come up, say great game. And then all of a sudden turn on you, turn on the other official. Our locker room, unfortunately, uh, is the back of our cars. We park, we try to park as far away. That sounds good. You know, we're there an hour ahead. By the time you get done with the game, all of a sudden you got 20 cars parked around you and you're trying to get undressed and dressed again. Uh, it's very dangerous at that point, to be honest with you. Uh, you got to keep an eye and an ear open to see what's going on. Uh, where in other sports, they have a locker room. Well, you know, speaking about that, this 
upcoming school year, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine signs off to allow teachers to carry guns. And I know the school districts are going to be the ones to determine if they're going to allow it within their district. But this past winter, I saw a wrestling match photo and a parent was cheering for their son on the mat and they had their arms extended up in the air and they pulled their shirt up and there was a huge handgun. I'm not an expert in handguns, but it was right there in his waist, right there in the front. And as an umpire, and, you know, I've done both umpire and coach, this has to be very concerning going into this this coming school year. You see what's going on in the press. Uh, you don't know what you're walking into anymore, Ken. You're exactly correct. You see, you go to a mall to do some shopping. Next thing you know, a guy pulls out a rifle and starts shooting. They go to schools. Uh, typically, those are weapon-free zones. Well, to me, that's like putting ducks in a barrel. Uh, the concealed carry, uh, fortunately, they, they've changed the law where you can have on school property a concealed weapon, but it must be in a, uh, a safe. But you can get out of your car and then put it in the safe. where That used to be illegal. Uh, and there are guys and officials out there with, uh, uh, how do you want to say it, safes in the back of their cars that have a concealed carry. Uh, I've never had to, I've never known anybody who had to pull one out, but that word but is coming into play, seeing what society is doing. There's no respect for authority anymore. To see what's said to us, both by the many of the kids, uh, and I will tell you, high school baseball is pretty good. It's this summer ball, daddy. I call it daddy ball. I've been calling that for years. That has gotten us gotten us out of hand and lost me most of my officials. Most of them quit after doing this summer ball stuff. They just they've had enough. The screaming, the hollering. Uh, why? It's not worth it. And today's youth, again, you know, 30-year-olds and stuff, aren't really uh, in tune to uh, taking that on as a task of getting, you know, strapping something on and go get yelled at for two, two and a half hours. Uh, I actually asked my dad one time, I got home after a game, I said, are you really my father? He says, why do you ask? I said, my parentage has been questioned after a game. I mean, <laughs> it can get really bad. Uh, and people just don't understand. You know, just like the police, we have feelings too. We're out there trying to do the best job we can to get every call right. If you think it's easy, come join us. We can use you. And what I, you know, right now we're, we're really putting a lot of emphasis on getting high school kids to take the class. That's fine. We need to get the 40 year olds. We need the help from the coaches to get the 40 year old dads and moms, if possible. Uh, that's when I started. And my kids were playing travel ball. They asked, uh, you know, we need an umpire. You played ball, you know, blah, blah. So, yeah, I did that for two years and realized I didn't know the rules and I didn't know the mechanics. So I got licensed. Uh, but I was 40 years old when I did that. So that's what I'm really looking at. If we can get the guys that are 40, they're more secure in their jobs, their houses, the kids are grown. Uh, you know, all that early stuff in life has already passed us by. And you can focus a little bit more on uh, the officiating aspect. But, you know, right now we're, we're getting too old. I mean, we really are. And you see it as a coach. Uh, we used to be in our forties. We're now in our sixties. Right. And I think that 
it's becoming so bad that, I mean, here in Ohio, I don't know how it is in every other state, but explain how many freshmen in JV games got canceled or there was only one umpire, and eventually parents and players are going to not want to play that sport because it's no fun having a catcher call the game or a coach stand behind the mound or whatever it takes, right? Yeah, by rule, that's then called a scrimmage. You're only allowed three of those suckers a year, so be careful. <laughs> no, and I've talked to a lot of high school coaches. We do clinics around the state, and I ask the coaches, how many teams do you have? And most of them say, well, I have three, freshman, JV, and varsity. I said, can you get it down to two? I said, number one, you know, you're going to have pay to participate. Most of these schools have it. Yep, yeah, a couple hundred bucks or what have you. You get the ninth grade kids that all of a sudden have – five games during the year because that's all the officials they get. What do you think the parents are going to say to the athletic director and to the coaches? I paid just as much as the varsity kids. Now, I only got five games and the rest are scrimmages. That's how dire straits we are in right now. I mean, you look down the southeast this year, uh, late in the season. Now, what happened was there was a lot of rain early on, so you got to get the varsity games done. So in order to get the varsity games, you're going night after night after night. But there were no JV and freshman games for almost two to three weeks. And that's going to be happening more and more. There were game varsity games with one man. Uh, I know some of the girls across teams uh, have games postponed because they had no officials. Even though the teams were there, they just didn't have any officials. Uh, the assigning task right now, uh, many of your large assigners are saying, I'll do the varsity and JV, but I will not schedule your freshman, seventh or eighth grade either. Why? Because they're stable. Now, if you look at you know, just our in our case, we wrecked 400, or close to 400. We're at 200. That's how many games can't you cover? I mean, that that's and then you're talking seventh, eighth. In, in Central Ohio's different. We do have uh, uh, middle school baseball. Most areas or a lot of areas don't have that. But if you're talking, uh, you know, the three teams, freshman, JV, and varsity, that's you know a big load on the officials. On an every night basis, we just don't have the bodies. And ultimately, it's if you're not getting officials for seventh and eighth grade games or the the freshman team, the kids are going to move toward a sport or walk away from a sport that has officials. And then that's you know in a school district where I have coached in the past, they they have lacrosse, so. Now you're going to have kids, not as many going out for baseball. And I I hate to say this, but it's almost feeling like it's going to turn into travel ball starting in the spring. Well, travel ball is is the number one. They typically pay more. But when you start looking at lacrosse numbers, lacrosse, when they started uh, 2017, there was 313 officials. This year there was 300. Okay. So they're, they've dropped. The only one that actually went up is girls lacrosse, and they went up by 15 officials. That's it. Everything, every other sport is down, uh, you know, up to as high as 38%. Uh, there's certain areas, like I said, in the Northwest, uh, we have 62 associations in, in Ohio for baseball. Uh, we did have one association in the Northwest, which is one of the larger ones, he's down 50% in the last three years. 50% of his numbers are gone. 
we here in Central Ohio, I think Frank was telling me we're down about 35 to 40%. And that's just games that aren't going to get covered. Either. How many people showed up to take the test to, to become an umpire this past season in Central Ohio, where Central Ohio is big on baseball? Typically, and I ran the class from 2005. My son now runs it, uh, or did run it. We typically ran 30 to as high as 70 officials in a class. Okay? In the last two years, we've had five people. Last year, we had none. Total. In Central Ohio, Columbus, our association. Now, there's other associations that are getting some people. But the retention, Kent, is unbelievably poor. Uh, and I'm part of the National Rules Committee, so I get to use these numbers. The uh, retention we used to have here in Central Ohio was after five years, we retained 35%. Everybody was in awe of that number, which surprised me. I thought it was quite low. After five years, you only have 35 That's quite high now in Central Ohio. Uh, I know the guy in the Northwest was telling me he had 16, I think, two years ago, and there's still, now there's only one still umpire. So you have all that money up front, all that time, you have one guy left after two years. Uh, well, well, let me ask you this. Solutions, I guess, what's being discussed, uh, since you're at the top of the, the being a director, what's being discussed as possible solutions in and in a, in a perfect world, what would you say needed to be done? It's a cultural issue out there right now, and a society issue that I don't think we as officials or coaches or anybody are going to have a chance in hell to correct. When you see what's going on on TV every night, uh, you know, nobody being arrested for breaking the law. Well, what, what are we? We are there to enforce the rules. All right. There's no respect for it. Um, what can we do to do it? One thing we're trying to do is to reduce the cost of becoming an official, which was we looked at as a barrier. That's one of them, basically cutting it in half to now to get your license. Now, as I said earlier, I put the onus back on that person to make sure you get the in-person training that an association or a fellow umpire can give you. Uh, short of that, uh, the coaches, I've, I've asked many of them, Talk to your older parents to see if we can get them involved. If not, and, and I'll say, I'm scared about high school sports. I won't be around. I mean, at my age, I may still be working for Ohio High School. I won't be umpiring much more. But if this trend continues, what's to say there's going to be, you know, anything maybe other than varsity sports? And what does that do for you? Like you said, they're going to go over lacrosse. Lacrosse is really no no better shape than any of the other sports. Uh, it's all sports across the, the board. Nobody wants to be in a It's no different than nobody wants to be a police officer. Nobody wants to join the military. Uh, I was hoping we could have a brainstorming session on what we could do, but the, that never came to pass. I threw that out there and it kind of went on deaf ears. But, you know, we're, we're looking for any solution. Uh, we're trying to look at high school kids, maybe get a few of them. I've had one, two, I guess, in my career that's still umpiring that was actually a high school student. Both of them have gone to pro school. Other than that, 
you know, they, they, they typically don't last very long uh, because they got college, they get off, they have friends, they can get other jobs. But if you look, look at it, the guys that went to college and umpired, that's a good source of income in the summer for them. You do those tournaments like you and I were talking about, you do four to five games a day, 65, 70 bucks a game. That's not a bad day's uh, work. But as you said, it's work. <laughs> I know personally for me, when I was in college, I I did football, basketball, and baseball, and and I I depended on that to to survive, and and I really enjoyed being an official, and I just don't understand why it's it's coming to this, but like you said, it's until somebody really steps in and tries to do something and take it serious. You know, I, I don't know if the athletic directors can have, play a bigger role or whatever, but something's got to happen. Well, what I asked the umpires and you saw in the tournament is the summertime, take care of your business. And what I'd said in the meeting, I said, guys, how many in here are first-year umpires? And they raised their hand. I said, do not listen to what I'm telling. I said, the other guys in the summertime, take care of it. You get fans out of control, dump them. Get them out of there. And if they say, I'm not going to leave, say, fine, drop the baseballs and walk off. They need to understand this is not acceptable. And the only thing we have in our arsenal is basically to walk off the game. And that's it. Well, that's uh, where we're at right now with, uh, you know, like you said, maybe athletic directors. They, they seem, when they're there, they, there seems to be a little less issues during the game. But I, what I hate is having the head coach ever, and I've had to do it before, call him out on it. I call both coaches out when it happens. I never just call the home coach and tell him, you guys got to take care of this or I will, and you won't like the way I take care of it. And because that way it could be the, the visiting team's parents uh, just getting out of hand. And uh, it, it, we all talk sportsmanship, and we all talk about that oath. Everything looks good, Ken, until what you and I say, play. And then they forgot everything that was just said because you're costing their kid a full ride scholarship to division one baseball school, which ain't going to happen. Um, and every, yeah, I think when you have everybody, like you said, paying all this money to be a part of it and having these expect unreal expectations of becoming a college baseball player and getting a huge scholarship, you know, I think every coach ought to make that part of the, the preseason process talking to the parents saying you got to understand it's 11.7 scholarships and you know it's it's not it's not going to happen for very many people and until something happens i mean like you said we're going to be in a dire situation i think one thing we can do and i see mlb's starting to do it is number one we need to start educating the fans uh, I mean, before I became an umpire and before you did, you know, hands are part of the bat. You have to slide. Tie goes to the runner. All these what I call wives' tales and myths need to be addressed. The more Jonathan Alder School used to have every one of their coaches was an umpire. They always took our class. You know a school we never had any problems with? Jonathan Alder. They knew the rules. They knew how they knew about officiating. When in doubt, pull it out. Is that right? It's reality. I mean, our objective is to try to get it right, but when it's that close, 
and the worst thing we have right now is on TV, they have that instant replay, slow motion. Those guys are that freaking good. Uh, I know, used to know most of them, but when you look at that play at first base, they have a camera that can actually tell if the guy's cleat is pressing on the bag. What do we have? Kids that are, you know, running like mad and the throws are terrible. The field conditions are, you know, decent at at best. uh, And yet we're having to make the same, we're getting scrutinized the same as they are. Uh, I've asked them and and I hope they go to this mechanical, mechanical strike zone because it can do nothing but help us. And here's one thing can always help a parent. The high pitch. All right. Easy way to look at it and the way we treat them, teach umpires. If that ball is coming in underneath the batter's front elbow as he's getting ready to swing, if it comes in underneath, that's the height of the, of the strike zone. And that's usually halfway between the belt and the shoulder. Unfortunately, you watch on TV, if they go at the belt, oh, my God, it's a high pitch. Well, they start bringing that into high school. Could I call this major league zone? Sure could. You want about a three and a half, four hour game? I mean, they're there. And I tell the kids the first thing I said, they're here to see to watch you hit the ball and run. They're not there to watch me call balls and strikes. Swing the bats. I mean, you spent $500 on the dang thing. Use it. <laughs> Oversimplification, but uh, uh, my objective during the game is at the beginning to get the kids to swing the bat. And that's where they have fun. They don't like to get walked. Uh, but that, the educating the parents, no, to, to help educate the parents, I think if we give the coaches, uh, I have real tests all over the place. Give them real stuff. It's really interesting. I can give a coach, uh, coaching 30 years, a rules test, and I will almost rest assured he will fail it. I had a coach, uh, he coached 30 years. He took the umpire class. And when he took, when I take the class, I tell him two things. Number one, you do not know the rules of baseball. Clear your mind, I'll teach them to you. But number two, you're never going to watch the game again the same. And this guy kept using the word well and but. And I said, there is no well and but in baseball. It is or it isn't. And he failed the test on the first try after, after taking the class. Why? He kept, instead of read, he read into the question instead of just answering it. So we sat down with him and I, I read the ones he missed and he, he, I said, just answer it quick. And he'd answer and he'd get it right. But when he was thinking, he goes, well, I'm a hitter's, I'm a hitter's co- uh, umpire. I said, no, you're not. Well, I talked hitting for 30 years. I said, then you're going to be there for four hours with a game if that's, you know, call the zone. And, uh, he lasted a few years, and uh, he did all right, but uh, it was a struggle for him. And even at the end, it was a struggle for him because he was still thinking as a participant as opposed to an official. Well, to, to wrap it up here, if someone wants to become an umpire, whether it's Central Ohio or anywhere in the state or around the country, what do they need to do to become an umpire? Well, Ohio, every state's a little bit different, Ken. Uh, Ohio, we have, if you go into uh, ohsa.org and you go into officiating and you click on the buttons, it'll lead you to the uh, 
the site where you can register for a class. Now in Ohio, you can register in a class anytime the class is being offered. It used to be just February and March. Now they can have them so they can go and do it that way. You have to pass a test. It's an open book, open note test. Um, some states do not require any in class, which we're starting to do now. And it's like Illinois. I actually helped some people. Our office was in Chicago, passed the test because I helped write the test. Uh, they were they took they wanted to become an umpire, so they got the rule book and mechanics book and took the test online. So now they are an umpire. Uh, to me, that's just sending somebody out uh, to get killed. You know, it's just I look back in my when I started out, the guy by the name of Bob McAwee to this day, uh, was my, I guess my mentor at the time, even though I'm still older than he is. But he he taught me the ropes and fully appreciate that what Bob did and everybody needs somebody like that. Yeah. But but every other state, like you said, the states are all different. Contact their uh, state association. I know Arizona uh, has a very good operation out there. Uh, trying to think of where else, but yeah, contact them. They'll show you where the classes are. But ohsa.org. Uh, can do it now online for $70 and uh, become one of us. Come to the dark side. There you go. Well, Dan, Dan McGinnis, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for uh, taking the time to be on the Athlete One podcast. And, 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 and more importantly, thank you for what you do for the state of Ohio and especially for the coaches around Central Ohio. We We truly do appreciate not only you, but all the umpires in the state and I just really hope that we can move forward and, and, and start recruiting more and more to become officials just like the way you are. Ken, this, uh, this apparatus here is fantastic. When we reach out, uh, anybody have any ideas of what we can do? I'm always open to any suggestions. Uh, so we do need to – this is for the life of the sport, guys. This isn't just for umpiring. This is for the kids. You can't have a sport without officials. The only one is golf. Tennis even has officials now. But golf, you call it on yourself. Other than that, we need officials, and we need them in all sports all across the board. So I appreciate everything you're doing for us. Thanks, Ken. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate the show, and leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Athlete One Podcast. This episode of the Athlete One Podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn for all of their latest products and projects. Thanks for joining.